Welcome to a Skyrimatic podcast where I will discuss my adventures and misadventures through Skyrim. Join me. Add your stories. Add your tales. Let's uh, let's get into this thing. Hello, welcome back, Skyrimatic podcast episode one oh seven. Yeah, we'll call it 107. Um, so, as you may have heard, we had the charity event over the weekend. Quickly go over some stuff from that. Um, if you're listening prior to November 6th, uh, you can still make a donation through asapodcasting at gmail.com through PayPal in order to get into our drawings for the Skyrim box of stuff, uh, trinkets and such. Uh, the two Fallout ones and the copy of No Man's Sky for PS4. Uh, or, you know, if you don't want a particular thing, just put that in the message. Uh, for every $10, you get a chance at all those. And that's uh, through PayPal, asapodcastinggmail.com. Uh, so far, we have, and that's uh, up until the end of the day on November 5th, because November 6th, I'll be doing the random drawing for that. Uh, so far, we've raised uh, close to uh, somewhere around $2,400, $2,500. I got to go into PayPal and double check. Um, about 700 of that was directly, oh, we're, somewhere at 20, nah, we're probably around 23, 2400, sorry, my math, shoo, all over the place. Um, some of that was, uh, about 700 of that was directly donated to cff.org, which is great. And also uh, at any time, please donate there. So on to Skyrim quickly. Uh, I'm sure we have a lot of new people listening. Uh, welcome, welcome. Uh, with the game coming back out, it's been great. Um, for those who have never played before, enjoy, uh, explore, all that. And uh, obviously you heard the roundtable the other day. That's back. Uh, we'll be getting back on the train with that and playing through that. I've been playing uh, mostly my uh, the special edition. I played a little bit on my PC. No mods or anything. Sorry, my teeth arrived. Just came back from the dentist, so feeling great. Um played a little bit on my PC just to see if it would run. Ran fine. Uh, mostly I've been playing my roundtable character on Xbox One. I haven't even gotten to the main quest yet, but uh, I'm just pulling it up so, so I can look and see what mods I'm running just to talk about those a little bit. Uh, a little later in the show, there's a whole mod, heavy-duty mod segment. Uh, Victor Kyle from um, Tales from the Wasteland, he did some voice acting in that, and interesting npcs i believe um and myself and andrew and colin uh during the marathon podcast the other day we we had a big heavy duty mod discussion so that's that's gonna be coming up later in the show also dave did a uh special segment for us for his character i believe it was uh makachia uh i'd have to once i pull it up i'll know um but it's a uh, her transition, I believe, over to ESO from Skyrim. Uh, Dave, of course, of the MacBeta stories. So, if uh, quickly, if you're well, not quickly, let's go and if you, let's talk to those people who are new to Skyrim, who are just starting to play. Um, enjoy it, explore. Depending on how you play, obviously, everybody plays games differently. Uh, so, if you're like a person who wants to get quests done, who wants to tick things off, do that. If you're someone who just wants to explore, do that. Just do what do what you enjoy doing in the game. That's the key. 
Um, you know, some people go through the main quest, do everything in there, and feel like they've gotten what they wanted out of the game. That's great. Do that. Uh, others will... Uh, I know people who have never finished the main quest in years. So you can see my here my Skyrim is running in the background. Um, I'm just going to click on mods here so I can see what's what I'm running. I was checking them out earlier. Uh, when I checked earlier, there was, uh, I believe, 490-some in the Xbox One store. I apologize I did not check the uh, PS4 store. But uh, for those of you playing first time, play without some mods first. Get get your feet under you understand what you're playing enjoy it um don't feel like you have to go to a quest right away don't feel like you have to clear your quest log don't feel like any of that like when you come out of the cave make a right go wherever you want you don't have to follow any path just go and explore and enjoy it um for those of us using mods you know we we add things that make us help us enjoy it and expand our enjoyment of it and things like that but um some cool, I'll pull up some cool places later. Let me talk about uh, what mods I'm running on Xbox One. I'm using Ordinator. I love Ordinator. I use it on PC. Um, changes the perks. It is just fantastic, uh, especially if you're a multiple hours player or multiple thousands of hours player. Uh, really adds so much. Uh, I'm running Apocalypse, which is uh, you know adds 155 spells. I need, which is a water and food, water, sleep mod. Uh, Frostfall hypothermia camping etc uh the unofficial patch obviously campfire which is a complete camping system ars metallica which is a way to break down um materials at the uh at the uh, smithing areas um instead of having things go to waste you can like break down swords and armors and things like that and uh live another life alternate start those are that's what i'm running uh i did favorite a few this morning uh when i went through uh, I favorite Vivid Weathers. I, I, I run um, some weather mods on my old school PC version, not the special edition. And I love it. I love the heavy rains. I love the darkness. Uh, I love the heavy storms. Um, from what I read on the reviews, uh, some people were saying it bogged down the frame rate a little bit as of right now. But I, I might check that out on a character and see how it runs. So Vivid Weathers is up. Um, Knowledge is Power, which is a... Uh, text-based quest so i want to check that out seems very interesting forgotten dungeons also uh, another adds more dungeons to the game uh, different places uh riverwood enhanced i also favored it and uh lower base loading screens which uh i definitely want to check out that's very cool and trees lod 23 so that one i think uh, increases the or uh adds depth or um texture to the trees and stuff so i i think we're gonna i'm gonna try that let's see let's see what's most popular right now Falscar, i enjoy Falscar quite a bit that's on there um just blowing through there real quick see what's forgotten city is fantastic i recommend that highly uh just kind of blowing through the list real quick just to talk about that and that's wet and cold also good uh shows when you're wet and cold like you can see your breath etc cetera, etc cetera. So those are those are some of the things. Let me open up my character now because I want to see a map. But uh, again, for people playing for the first time, uh, don't feel like you have to go on a set path. Um, I mean, it's nice to get your feet under you a little bit to feel like you have a purpose, but you don't really need one. You can do anything, really. 
You can play as any type of character. Obviously, it's easier to be the sneaky archer. Uh, it it kind of leads you that way. It it does make things easier. But try different things. Um, don't don't feel like you have to play a certain way or 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 have to play another way. Try different ways of playing, and you can change in the middle of the game and and try something different. Uh, as far as places to look out for, let's see. If you're exploring for the first time and you haven't played, um, there's some cool little side quests that um, you might not be aware of, or you might come across, or might not come across. Frostflow White Hat. Uh, Frost again. Had just had my teeth cleaned. Feeling great. Frostflow Lighthouse. Good creepy little place to hang out and check out. Um, uh, I'm trying to think, I'm trying to look at the map. I don't have a lot of things ticked off on here, but um, oh, Blackreach. You want to get into Blackreach? You'll do that as you go through some of the quests. Great place if you haven't been there. Um, I I don't like to reach that much because I hate the Forsworn. Um, but <laughs> it's a nice area. Uh, it's a good. They're they're a little tougher. Good archery area. Um, Red Eagle's quest is out that way. Uh, what's that leap you have to do out there? I forget the name of it offhand. Uh, Morthal is a good little town. Uh, little there's a ghost quest there. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah, just things like that. Make sure you do like the Daedric quests. You know, don't just follow the main quests or the faction quests. Make make sure you stop and do those other little things. They they might not be as little as you would think. So. Anyway, let me get get into some uh, feedback. Alrighty, let's pull that up here. Uh, I did have uh, someone email asked about the Dawnstar chest loop, um, and we determined that it is still active for those who aren't running the unofficial patch. Uh, it's the there's like some invisible chest in Dawnstar that like gear is stored in for the merchants or something, but um. That's apparently still there. Uh, so we, we discovered that this week. Whoops. Let me take that off. There we go. Um, bu- 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 uh, Michael or Mikael on the Facebook group uh, emailed in and uh, see. He's happy that those on who play on consoles now have a nicer version of the game and they will be able to mod it. Personally, after having tried for an hour or so, I'll stick with my older modded version. The improvements I got from the last mods I installed, graphics and sound, make my game really enjoyable, and I would not lose that. Neither do the quest mods, the follower mods, the personal house. When and if those mods come to the SE, I'll take a look, but for now, I'm happy with what I have. I kind of agree with that. I, I'm enjoying playing it on Xbox One and, and, and enjoying that experience, but on the PC, I probably won't play it on play the SE version for a while because I have a nice setup for my other version that is really stable and has sounds that I like and just has what I like in it. And, you know, that's, that's kind of what I want to stick with. I, I love those extra sounds and things. So uh, I'll probably stick with that PC version for now for my general playing and uh, Xbox one. I'm going to be for my round table playing. And also I'm going to start an experimental character to try mods as they come out and things like that. So uh, let's see next up. Oh, here we go. Uh, it's from Carla. Hey, Mike and the rest of the group. My name is uh, Carla from LA, and I've been listening to podcasts for some time now. I started off at the beginning, 
but sped up to the end once I got to the roundtable series. In hopes to keep up with the discussion and current activities, love the enthusiasm and dedication to running your characters and coming up with backstories and sticking to certain play styles. Drive around a lot for work sometimes, and I'll have the cast running in the background. It makes me look forward to playing the game. Uh, my problem with the game is that I can't stick to a certain character. I know somebody else like that named Victor, possibly. Uh, I beat the game once when it came out, but after that, I spent most of the time on character creation. I would plan out backstories, create strict rules to stick to for immersion roleplay, and would start the character off great. Then I'd find myself finishing Bleak Falls Barrow or stealing Modesti's ring, and I'd start to think of another character to make, maybe feeling a little bored of the one I'm, I'm currently on. My brother used to make fun because every time he'd see me playing, I was making a new character. You know, I... <sighs> That's tough because if that's what you enjoy doing is building the character, that's good too. But yeah, it would be nice to play it for a little <laughs> to play it for a little bit. I, I do get that. I tend when I have heavy because uh, I'm not a huge role player. Um I tend when I have a character that I'm doing something really specific with, I stick to really specific things. Um and I generally only play them for twenty, thirty hours, maybe. Like I had a character way back in the podcast that uh, would not set foot in any city um, unless they snuck into, you know, one of the open towns uh, like uh, Carthwaston or Rorick said something like that in the middle of the night um, because he was afraid after being almost decapitated for no reason. Um, so, he's, so, but I played that character. I wandered the countryside, did different stuff, uh, came across whatever quests I came across and really enjoyed playing that way. But yeah, like I didn't play it long term, I have to admit. I would say if you're doing a character like that, like say, hey, this character is going to be a thief. I'm just going to go right to the Thieves Guild and just do that and only do that. And experience it and take it slow and, and do the whole thing really thoroughly and do all the side quests for it and, and stuff like that and then bring it fully to prominence. Like that's a good way where maybe you'll be able to... <clears throat> Sorry, got to in my throat um <laughs> that's a good way to probably keep uh, interest a little bit but uh don't feel like you have to do a ton with every a ton with every character just uh do what you enjoy with each character that's all but uh thank you thank you for the email uh let's see where was i all right i think that's it and then i have um trying to hope I don't... Yeah, okay, that that should be it. And somebody asked what uh, Dave was running. So I have... Um, I have uh, some stuff from Dave later. But uh, yeah, like I was saying, like um, for other people who've never played before, uh, you can do stuff without mods too and experience different things. And like the first time you play through, you're probably going to start off the dragon stuff really quickly. Just uh, nature of the beast. But... The game is very different without dragons. You can do a lot more simple exploring. Dragons can, you know, after a while they can take up a lot of time and, you know, become a little tedious. But, uh, yeah, if you play it differently without ever even starting the dragon quest, you know, even without using the live another life, if you just leave that cave and after Helgen and just go somewhere, go wherever you want, do whatever you want, wander off, um... I like to, like for a house, I like to murder a niece and take her cabin. 
um, you know, because it's nice and it has stuff in the basement. <laughs> and the basement has safe storage, so I take her cabin instead of, like, building up a house. Or you can just focus on building up a hearth firehouse. But for that, you're going to need to be able to buy the land and all, so that involves a little more getting involved in towns and things like that and becoming a uh, thane and things. But uh, Or just go, like, go directly and go do Dawnguard. I think you have to be like level 10, but whatever it is. But you can wander around a bit, level up, then head out there. Uh, another thing, say like say early on, you're you're not really into the dragon thing, but you may change your mind later on. Go around to all those, those word walls by the dragons. There's not going to be any dragons at them. You can get the words right off of them and battle lower level enemies and not have to battle a dragon and get the shouts. You won't be able to use the shouts until you start killing dragons, but... Think of all the shouts you can get without having to face dragons. <laughs> These are little things, you know, if you've never played before. But um, I think that's because uh, I'm going to record this weekend. So I'm going to keep this part short because we got a pretty long segment of modding coming up as well as uh, we have Dave's story as well. So I'm going to keep this part pretty short for right now. But um, thanks for everybody for checking out the show. If you enjoy the show, uh, remember to leave a review on iTunes. So had some nice bump in the activity this week and really appreciate it uh and also feedback any feedback send it on in story whether it's a story or a question or you're playing for the first time or playing for the 10 millionth time or whatever it is email in send a voicemail in um all over the skyrimatic podcast at gmail.com of course uh, i'm on twitter at skyrimatic and uh oh we have the facebook group where we have a lot of discussion uh, we discuss both Fallout, Skyrim, and and other some general gaming. Also, we don't have real strict rules on that because um, it's just a group of people who talk about what they like. So, um, we were even talking Minecraft for a bit a while back. Uh, and other than that, trying to think, trying to think off the top of my head. Uh, other than that, you know, if you enjoy the show, check out if you're played Fallout or playing Fallout, check out the Fallout feed, our Fallout show. Uh, oh, also, let's play Skyrim. Our audio let's play through. The quest of Skyrim. I did the main quest. That's finished up. So if you go to that one and you look, you'll see it say main quest, part one, two, three, four, five, etc. Uh, that's me going through the main quest. And Colin right now is currently going through the Mages Guild. Uh, I believe next will be Victor going through the Companions. I may throw, depending on when he finishes that up, I may throw some smaller quests in there in between, like uh, Meridius Beacon and some other, other smaller quests that... Um, you know, maybe a couple episodes instead of like, I think the main quest was like 13 episodes or 15 episodes or something like that. I think the mages is like 18. I, I don't know. Maybe the main one was 18 too. I don't know. I would have to actually look. But um, yes, yeah, so that's Let's Play Skyrim. And of course, there's all the other Skyrim shows out there. There's uh, Skyrim Book Club if you're you know new to the game or you're old to the game and enjoy the lore. And all the books. They're going through all the books and doing basically an audio book of all the books. So check out Skyrim Book Club. Uh, Character Crusade, they have a lot of great video content on YouTube, and they have a podcast. Heavy-duty role-playing, fantastic. If you if you want to get into that, it's a great lesson. I was on there a couple weeks ago. Super nice guys. Check that out. And uh, Off the Record, of course, is still around. Check them out. I think they're back to doing some more Skyrim again. Um, they do some great lore stuff and really research, you know, heavy into the uh some lore sections and they have a fun show so definitely check that out it's about sharing the experience so that's that's what it's all about that's what community is all about so if you have anything obviously email here 
et cetera, et cetera. And uh, we'll get into the, what do we want to do first? Dave's or Monty? Well, I'll do Dave's, uh, we'll do Dave's story first. And then right after that will be some heavy duty mod talk for Skyrim and uh, check all that out. And uh, we'll talk to you next time. Probably a new show out this weekend. Since there's a lot of interest, we'll probably all, I'll see if I can get everybody together on Sunday and maybe have more of a round, not a full round table, but uh, just a general discussion of how the game's going and how everybody's enjoying the special edition release. So uh, send your thoughts on that. want to hear how everybody's playing it, especially PS4. We don't have a lot of PS4 players, so if you're playing on PS4, send in your feedback. Please let me know how that's going, how the modding is going, how you're enjoying it. Um, would love to hear. So... Stay tuned for Dave and for some mod talk. Check it out. And uh, I'll talk to you guys next time. Later. Hi, everybody. Uh, my name is Dave, and I'm uh, telling this tale as a contribution to the Cystic Fibrosis um, podcast, uh, the 12-hour special. I hope you enjoy it. I've written this specially for this. Matthew Blackstone... Um, is leaving Skyrim. She's uh, possibly reached the, length, the full extent of her powers. She can't do much more. Uh, she's been everywhere, seen everything, and is a bit jaded. So she's decided to move on. And this is her tale of the transfer. She's going to back to Tamriel uh, during the era of the Elder Scrolls. Morrowind. Fourth era, two one five, eighth of Rain's hand. Revenge is a dish best served cold. Prelude. The Legion patrol had crested a low hillock and now looked down on an area of complete devastation. What looked like a long dark rod stood in the centre of a circle of eight smaller rods. That these were the centre of the still cooling area of destruction was obvious from the almost flat circle of around 200 paces diameter. Everything within the area had been levelled to an almost flat, glassy surface. The Legion Prefect walked slowly towards the circle of eight polished ebony rods, each ribboned with a rivulets of what seemed to be different metals. The longer rod was a dark glistening rod of an unknown metal with an unblemished silver and gold sigil of Sithis on top. Nothing moved within that circle of destruction. Birds and insects flew round. Animals just avoided the area. The soldiers' horses were unsettled and nothing could make them enter the circle in any way. What an oblivion has happened here, the prefect asked of his two battle mages. We don't know, but whatever it was, it was definitely magical in origin. This place fairly reeks of magicka. The power expended here must have been enormous. It is way beyond anything I have ever seen or experienced, was the hushed reply from the older, more experienced battle mage. A gently glowing leather-bound packet of papers was found at the small campsite, about 300 paces from the centre of the Circle of Destruction. The officer who had arrived with his small section of troops 
to investigate the anomaly, picked this up and then attempted to open what looked like a packet of notes or possibly a journal. He failed miserably. He noticed with each attempt the pain it created in his hands increased. This was definitely magically sealed against intruders. Sensibly, he stopped. He could, however, read the words on the cover. To McBeda Blackstone, Thane of Riverside, White Run Hold, Skyrim. Extract from the Journal of McBeda Blackstone, Skyrim, 4th Era 215, 10th of Sun's Height. I received the package three months after the well-documented strange and unsolved catastrophic event in Morrowind while residing at my Riverside Lodge. I opened it with some trepidation. The writing on the cover was that of my older sister, Magia. I had not heard from her in over two years. Fourth Era, 215, 7th of Rain's Hand, Short Journal of Matthew Blackstone, Morrowind. Beda, you have my love and greetings. I am about to start the casting of a temporal displacement spell, which will send me back to Tamriel around 950 years in the past. I really do not expect to survive to return, but that is of no consequence. I intend to rid the worlds of that dark Daedric princeling at the time he has connected his realm with Tamriel. I speak of Molag Baal. He will be taught that attacking me and mine has consequences. I do not expect to return, but I have no qualms about what I will do. I know that I have achieved much in my life and that you will achieve more. Your house Carl Lydia foretells it in her destiny. Ascasia has performed that black sacrament on Molag Baal, and the Night Mother has spoken to me. I shall be the instrument of death, sure in the knowledge that Lord Sithis approves. From words I understand were the oath spoken by the fabled and long gone black assassins from the other dragon time and another place just as magical. I will inhume this bastard with extreme prejudice. I had promised that the following would never be told, but I must in all honesty tell you at this time. Beda, I am your natural mother. Once a young and foolish Dunmore maiden deflowered, betrayed and abandoned by a man I thought loved me as much as I loved him. A common enough tale, I suppose. It made me one who has regretted the rest of her life having to give you up, and in doing so, apparently saved the family name and honour. I still wonder if it was worth it. Mother and father legally adopted you, and of course, they are, in essence, your real parents. I left to become a very junior member of the Blades and my grandfather, your papa, encouraged my membership of the Dark Brotherhood and my attendance at the College of Winterhold. 
I can only hope and long for your forgiveness now that I know that I will never see you again. Son of mine, hear me in the ancient tongue. Agra da Hagenart. Machiagrat Blackstone, Dragonborn. Listener, servant of the dread Lord Thysith. Hail Sithis. Continuing an extract from the Journal of Macbeda Blackstone, Skyrim, 4th era, 10th of Sun's Height. I now find I need to have words with my now new natural aunt and my parents or grandparents to find out who in oblivion my natural father was. I fully intend to kill this selfish, unfeeling bastard if Muscatia or my grandfather has not already done so. I won't need the Dark Brotherhood for this task by the gods. On notes deciphered from the Machia Blackstone papers. It has taken me almost three years with the help of my many friends and colleagues in Winterhold, and most especially Archmaid Savos Arn. These, along with many others elsewhere in Tamriel, helped me in my self-imposed task. I am indebted to the librarian mages of Cyrodiil who found the records of the original research on fast travel in the Imperial Archives and also to the Sigic Order who provided, despite their misgivings, the early experimental data on time displacement found in their archives. The main catalytic trigger is an ebony oricalcum and quicksilver alloy forged and then tempered in the liquid of crushed daedra hearts, mixed with the troll blood and of all things vampire dust. It is topped by an image of Sithis, Lord of Chaos, I call it the Sithis Rod. Discovering that the length of the Sithis Rod is what determines the time shift was my first real breakthrough. The spell power is magnified from the rods of pure ebony dedicated to each of the divines. The image of each divine made with their own special metal symbol was affixed to the rods. The diameter of the circle is only eight pieces across to match the number of divines. The central Sithis rod acts as the focus for the spellcaster to absorb the energy needed. My experiments had allowed me to carry out a number of successful varying temporal displacements between the village of Riverwood and the White Run stables by varying the length of these rods. By the time I had achieved the full physical and temporal displacement between Rifton and Swinterhold and had moved 250 years or so back in time, I knew I was ready. I had marvelled when I saw the college and the small city of Winterhold as it was before the cataclysm. It was then I decided for some inexplicable reason to fast travel back to Riften before attempting another temporal displacement. My only excuse to myself was I had no Sithis rod with me. The divines must have been laughing at me. I heard the news of the catastrophic destruction of Winterhold and the surrounding land not long after I had returned. It had apparently happened almost immediately after I had passed travelled from there. 
according to all the accounts I heard. This was just before I translocated back the 250 years forward. Displacement and time shifts require enormous magical energy. I now worried I had destroyed a part of Skyrim, possibly killing many innocents for no reason. The result was that I moved my future operations to Morrowind and carried out the last of my experiments near the Red Mountain. I set up a permanent base camp near the never-ending stream of poisonous fumes and ash spewing from the maw of that terrible place. Any damage here would be unnoticed. The area for miles around my base camp was just a desolate ash wasteland. I personally suspected that I could lose some of or even most of my magical powers and possibly some of my physical skills. The magical drain could be almost immeasurable. However, I still thought, in the end, it would be worth it. I also suspected these powers would return eventually from what I remember of Beda's readings. Molagbal and his minions would be stopped. I was prepared both mentally and physically for this ordeal as I set up the eight divine rods carefully round the Sithis rod I had newly made. This would trigger my transference through time when I unleashed my spell of temporal translocation. There could possibly be a displacement shift which was known to vary by the distance of the rune stones from the Sithis rod. I was confident it would be minimal as I had measured and remeasured the distance of each. Any physical damage to me would be hopefully be slight as I didn't arrive as so long as I didn't arrive hundreds of feet above the ground. I cast the spell and the translocation portal flashed and powered up as normal. Just as I stepped in, everything went dark and the laughing, sneering face of Molag Baal flashed before my eyes. I felt an unfamiliar shift in the translocation as I moved through time. And that's it. I hope you've enjoyed it. Thank you very much. All right. Well, welcome, everybody. Uh, this is uh, the ASA Charity Fundraiser Marathon. And right now we're going to talk about Skyrim mods or Fallout mods if anybody wants to talk about them. But uh, I think we're mostly thinking about Skyrim uh, and all the new mods that are on available for consoles. Well, at least for the Xbox. Um not so much for PS4, I'm afraid. Surprisingly, so, there are there are quite a few on here that I didn't think were going to make the cut for PS4. Yeah, I haven't actually I haven't looked uh, since this morning, so maybe a whole mess more have have popped up. I should uh, log into Bethesda.net and uh, and look. I, I noticed while we were uh, um, playing um, before we played the game, I was looking at. Uh, some new mods that just popped up today for the Xbox and uh, several more by Enai Saeon have popped up Wildcat for mm-hmm. one mm-hmm. Um, and which is his his combat mod and uh, let me see where the heck is the freaking oh yeah mods um, what else um, something else had popped up um, let's see 
God, there's even more now. They're just like popping. Oh, Imperius. That's great. That's uh, Imperius Races of Skyrim. Uh, it's just a little add-on for uh, for fleshing out your characters. Uh, that's a really great mod. I've, pl- I've, pl- I've played with that on the PC a lot, actually. Have you used it? Oh, Kyle's gone. Oh. Sorry, I had a phone call. Uh, that's right. Okay. Uh, I'm Imperius? No, I haven't used that one yet. So anyway, we should introduce everybody before. I'm Victor, uh, and I'm joined by uh, Jeremy, who is muted right now, and uh, Michael, who isn't. I'm uh, here. <laughs> and Colin. Hello. Hello. And Kyle. Howdy. And Pat, who is still muted. It was not oh, unmuting is. himself fast <laughs> enough. Hey, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and Andrew, of course, who said he can go away and play. Uh, and stream. Yeah, so. hey, hey Victor, I actually have a a question for you, if you don't mind, really quickly. Sure. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna stream, uh, Twitch stream my character creation for my uh, roundtable Argonian later on this evening. Mm-hmm. Are are there mods that I absolutely need to be sure that I have loaded before I get my character going? Err. <laughs> yes, but uh, I mean, I guess it depends on. Well, I mean, yeah, sort of. Alt start for one, that's got to be loaded. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. If you're going to do an alternate start, uh, the unofficial Skyrim patch, uh, I would definitely load before you do anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, Anything that's a texture, adding on a city, uh, adding buildings to a town, that stuff you can load later. Um, if you Perk overhauls? Perk overhauls, well, at least uh, Ordinator is extremely polite. Uh, that guy is a genius, I, I think, for the way he... Uh, so you can, you can actually add Ordinator into an existing save, and it will look at your current perks, and it will... Refund them refund them and let you read it's just it's pretty amazing so uh, i don't know how well that works on consoles but that's the way it works on pc so theoretically you could add ordinator later um there's no uh reason why you shouldn't add the magic per uh mods to begin with um you know you don't have to use them mm-hmm. uh they're not going to affect your game you know outside of you actually adversely using anyway yeah right okay. um so stuff like that um relationship dialogue overhaul if you were thinking about using that which is a uh, fairly extensive and really nice um kind of reordering of some of the dialogue that the npcs give you that i think you should load from the very beginning okay um great and uh and last but not least, I see now yet another one by Enai Sayan Thunderchild. Uh, somebody's hammering something somewhere. Um, what is that? I'll check and see. Shots fired. Must be one of the must be one of the Philly guys. Shots fired. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Thunderchild is is great. That's a uh, sort of an extension of of shouts and things. So I would load that first. And. Are there any cool story ones? Do those don't matter at all? I can add those whenever later on. Pretty much in the own. What I, cool. I don't know. Uh, the Forgotten City is the only big one that's out right now. Yeah, that's the only one I've seen. Yeah, I, yeah. I saw that one. I, I have it favorited 
and I was thinking about downloading it, and that's safe to do. Everything's cool. Play around with all that stuff. I think so. Read the read the the manual. You know. Yeah, yeah. You put um, description and load order and all that stuff. Yeah. Take that into consideration. I'm pretty sure I added that one in the middle of a game on my PC. Okay. So I, I don't. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it, it's and kind you of can a probably whole separate, wait on that one because yeah. it, I think that's the one or one of the ones that takes into account some of the deeds you've done throughout your playthrough. Mm. So, right. yep. um, and bases some of changes in its gameplay based on what you've already done outside of it. So, yeah, I, I think, think there's a minimum level for it too, isn't there? Um, I don't know if that one was ten or twenty. I can't remember. Yeah, most most quest mods add or, or later game usually level twenty, cool. twenty to forty. Great, uh, that is good them. to know on all quests. So I've got a little uh, two-column list going here, now and later. Ordinator is fine for later. Quest mods are fine for later. But you, so well, just go ahead, since I know Ordin- since I know the vanilla game pretty well, go ahead and load Ordinator now and play around with that too for my roundtable totally. character, you think? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Okay. Uh, you can add it later, but if you're going to use it, you might as well Might as, might as well, well go ahead and use it mm-hmm. off the top. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right on. Any other suggestions before I sign off and go Twitch with uh, Lego? Good luck. It looks fun. Uh, yeah. All right. Cool. <laughs> Great. Thanks, guys. Uh, have fun with your mod talk. I'll, I'll uh, right. look forward to listening later. See you. All right. Bye. So, what do you want to talk about first, consoles or PC? Uh, we should probably do consoles first because that's yeah. the new thing. That's that's the fresh. Yeah. So what what is what have you seen on PlayStation? Because I haven't really been been watching that much to see what's what's available. Um, uh, you know, you can't use any outside assets, so there's nothing. Uh... No, you know what's strange. You know what's very very strange is most people are are showing you what it's compatible with or what it what it can be used for when they list the mods on Bethesda Net, which is not a very fluid <laughs> fluid uh interface by any means but um <clears throat> but i'm looking over it today when i when i about 8 30 this morning when i looked at it it was a 309 308 or 309 and now we're up to over 340 that's for the xbox right no that's for that's that's period bethesda net skyrim special edition mods totally. oh i see okay i yeah. didn't filter it any farther than that uh, okay um, um but as far as as far as PlayStation 4, ones that caught my eye were uh, Rich Merchants of Skyrim, um, which I have on the PC, although on the PC it gives you options of like amounts, different amounts you can have merchants have. Um, right. uh, but this one is it, PS4 is stuck at, or PS4 and Xbox are both stuck at 10,000, okay. which is a bit much for me. I set mine at 2,000. Yeah, it's too bad you can't change that somehow ahead of time or or you know before loading it in or something it seems like uh, everything seems to be going the way of power since there's no mcm right everything you seem to be have to configure through powers in-game powers now but that yeah there's no no option that i saw in the description yeah Um, i haven't played with any of them yet i i I loaded up uh i loaded skyrim onto my xbox this morning and downloaded a bunch of mods but i'm going to take it with me to play at somebody else's place tomorrow and and so i haven't actually tried playing with the, any of the mods yet to see how how that actually that functionality works i guess it's similar to to the to the like the holotape thing in in fallout 4 right use the shout button or something yeah i'm, I'm guessing that uh, from the this way the description's read is that that you just goes into your powers list mm-hmm. and yeah. you use the power and then uh, 
I'm guessing a menu pops up. I'm I'm yeah. not sure. Yep, I don't exactly. I don't have. That's it. Okay. Yeah, because I, yeah. I used I had to use it to start fro- uh, frostfall and uh, campfires and all that. So yeah, you just okay. use this shout. <clears throat> so when you start frostfall, does it give you? Are there any options you can change in the menu, or what kind of things? Yep, does you it can uh, enable and disable. You know, different aspects of it. Um, let me see. I can actually probably pull it up uh, while we're speaking here. Powers, uh, options, frostfall. There we go. Uh, yeah, so when you hit it, you can enable, disable, frostfall, uh, settings. Let's see, settings, presets, uh, immersive, ice and valor, or hardcore. Is there like a slider for the multiplier for the you know the, the amount of of uh, uh, you know exposure you get there's an exposure slider in you know on the pc uh, it looks like it's just I, i'm assuming it's this part which it gives you three different options oh, okay um or is, let's see which is immersive ice and valor or hardcore and i assume hardcore is the worst yeah so uh let's see in immersive at max exposure you will not pass out fast travel is enabled frigid water is not lethal Exposure is paused during combat, and you'll move normally at high exposure. Hmm. Uh, So I guess the middle one would be normal exposure, and uh, let's see, I'll pull up Ice and Valor. Ice and Valor, yeah, fast travel enabled, frigid water is lethal, exposure is paused during combat, and you move slowly at high exposure, and hardcore is... Max exposure, you die. Fast travel disabled. Frigid water is lethal. Exposure is active during combat, and uh, you'll wow. move slowly at high exposure. In other words, don't go north until you're around level ten. Then you, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it seems so. Um, huh, interesting. So without, uh, and again, I haven't, you know, I haven't, I don't even remember. Uh, Frostfall 2.6 that well, which is basically which is what the console version is based on. If I remember reading Chesco's uh, posts correctly, and so, uh, but I haven't. Uh, I'm ch- trying to think in the vanilla game using Frostfall. What kind of clothing can you use? Because, for instance, uh, you know, on the PC with a lot of mods that are integrated with Frostfall, you can get cloaks, you know, fur cloaks and all kinds of other things that you can add to your wardrobe that give you higher warmth ratings. But that's if that's not available on the on the uh, on the consoles, although I saw one cloak mod, I, I don't know if, you know, if you can even integrate stuff like that uh, without without the script extenders and things. I uh, so- what kind of clothing are you going to use? Um, I thought there was a. I thought I saw a way to make cloaks, but now I can't seem to find it. Okay. Um, so, so you think Frostfall has that? It may have been in it. Uh, okay. It may right, have, that makes sense. Let me see. <laughs> uh, it was either that or it was in something else. But yeah, I, I thought it was in there. Survival skill resourcefulness. Let's see if that gives me anything. I can harvest wood. Be- oh, yeah, yeah, here you go. I can create an item. Um, in your powers, um, okay. you go to, it, it's called survival skill resourcefulness. Okay, so, so that's s- the same as on the PC. Then. Yeah, oh, okay. you set that up, and then you can create an item. Um, let's see. And fur armor is on there, fur plates, and a travel cloak. 
Ah, cool. Okay. So, so at least the travel cloak will keep the, the weather off you. It's yes. Like yeah. Getting wet and stuff. Speaking of wet, wet and cold is also available now on, on the Xbox uh, for, for mods, which is kind of a cool little sort of immersive add-on. add-on. Uh, doesn't really do anything to you or for you. It just adds, you know, look, breath and yes. wet shaders and stuff like that. It's kind of nice. Um, and uh, I don't think we'll ever see uh, footprints because uh, that requires a lot of scripting. Um, I never know. I don't know. Uh, so what else, what other mods did you pick up, Kyle? What what kind of stuff did you uh, did you find? Um, as far as when I was looking, I didn't pick up anything. I don't actually have uh, my computer. My laptop can't run it, uh. and I didn't see the reason for buying it for the xbox one um but i did see uh what else uh like you guys mentioned forgotten city for both the xbox and pc and i was surprised to see wildcat on there i i thought there would be uh at least uh, i thought that was uh runoff of skse which which was nice to see that they'd done combat overhauls and made it to the consoles yeah <clears throat> pardon me yeah it, it i mean it does have an mcm uh in the you know on the pc version so it needs skse for that but uh but i the guy is a an amazingly talented modder and obviously a uh, um, programmer too so whatever he did he came up with a base a base version for it that doesn't need the um doesn't need the script extenders so that's it's really cool. I I like Wildcat. I mean, I find it a little bit aggressive on the stagger side of things, and I don't really like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I assume that as on the PC, you can you can turn that down if you want. I do like uh, he's added this sort of, and I think a couple of other combat mods do this too. But <clears throat> he's added this uh, sort of injury system um, where if you're not really paying attention. Uh, the other day I was playing one of my characters with Wildcat and, and she got a, uh, a chest injury and it must've been five minutes later, she dropped dead. <laughs> I was like, what? Wait a minute. What happened? It's <laughs> like, Oh, okay. So you really got to pay attention uh, to the, to, you know, what's going on and the, and the messages that the mod is giving you, if any. Um, so I, it's, it's, it's pretty good. It's, it's pretty slick. I think everything he's done. I don't think I've ever used any of his mods that that I didn't think were were you know superior in all kinds of different ways. Um, Thunderchild is awesome. It's it's just wonderful. Uh, so anything that that guy has done, I would say to anybody listening, you know, pick it up and try it out. Uh, hey, I don't know how to say it. Anaya say Anaya Sion. Yeah, something something like that. Yeah. <laughs> I tried to figure out if it was a like an acronym or or something or that uh, I couldn't come up with anything. So so many yeah. vowels, so yeah. many vowels. Yep. Um, I also saw one on there that uh, was more funny than anything. Uh, one of the more recent ones that came out today was Chocobos for Final Fantasy fans. Uh, oh, cool! You can have them for mounts and followers, but uh, as I mentioned earlier, most of the stuff's labeled on there. That one wasn't labeled, so I was under the assumption that you could download that for download that for all three platforms. But seeing as though there is no Chocobo textures or, or, or meshes or anything in the game, I doubt that's possible for PlayStation four. Probably not. Yeah, probably not. Unfortunately, what is there? Uh, <clears throat> one caught my eye that um, I, I don't think I've ever seen on PC, although that's, that doesn't mean the damn thing. Um, 
let me find it here if I can. Um, it had to do with be, with making poison apples that you could then, yeah, purification of Skyrim. <laughs> uh, so you can craft these poison apples and then give them to people. <laughs> and it's sort of like reverse pickpocketing, only with a, with a little bit of a twist. Uh, it's kind of a cute idea. Uh, so I, I grabbed that one. I got to try it out. Um, That's some evil shit. Yep. <laughs> um yeah fraught with all kinds of symbolism and everything um and then uh less aggressive animals uh this sort of follows a uh, a mod that i like to use on pc a lot called one with nature which has all kinds of adjustments you can make to it through the scripts and the mcm but uh this one just makes basically makes skeevers and wolves sets their uh their a faction or relationships or whatever to cowardly so that you're not being constantly attacked by the goddamn wolves, which drives me insane. <laughs> uh, well, first of all, if you're playing any, trying to play any kind of sort of quote, realistic or quote, immersive unquote game, uh, wolves just don't act that way, you know, period. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, whereas one with nature will allow you to set uh, animal factions to defensive. So if you actually attack them, they will attack you back, but they won't just charge at you, uh, you know, out of pure spite or whatever it is that's making them charge at you like that does in the vanilla game. So this, this, I think this little mod sort of makes an attempt to, to, uh, um, to add that, which I think is a nice idea. So um, I'm going to try that one out. And they claim on, and they claim on the vanilla game that, you know, they, they hunt in packs and, and all that in the little tooltips, but really a lot of times they'll come at you by themselves. Yeah. Like, like at the beginning there was one, maybe two, and maybe they both come at you at the same time, or maybe the one up on the hill, for instance, between uh, Riverwood and right, White Run, you know, he's by himself. Well, that's, that's, they're not very good to begin with as a pack, but by themselves, they're just extra annoying. Yeah. Yeah. And they really don't, I mean, I guess I think Bethesda is being a little generous when they say hunt in packs that implies some sort of, you know, collective uh, and uh, individual intelligence going there. And, and there really isn't. Um, There are mods that try to, that attempt to make that like sky test uh, um, did, but um, it's not really that advanced in, um, you know, in the vanilla game. So um, so I'm just as happy to have w- wolves, you know, set to cowardly and, and run away instead of constantly attacking me. Um, uh, another one I found today that I, I have used on the PC and I was really surprised to see it, although it's a mod by TrainWiz and he's pretty, pretty uh, uh, well known and very good modder uh, called Morrow Loot. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, there are a couple of Morrowin type loot mods for the pc um but essentially what they do is they try to make loot a little bit more like it was in morrowind where uh you can find the the loot isn't leveled so you know you're not only going to find you know iron daggers when you're level one one and two you might even find some ebony armor in some you know so he's placed he's placed cool loot all over the place for you to find uh, not necessarily in easy places either. Um, but it's, it's a, it's an alternate idea to, to loot uh, in the game. So it's worth, it's worth checking out. Um, I don't know how um, I, I will say that there were 
uh, on the PC side of things, there are tons of patches for uh, more loot, and there's another mod like it. I can't remember what it's called right now. Uh, so I would use this uh, at one's own risk. <laughs> you never know uh, if it might cause problems with other mods you're using. So, um, uh, but it's worth checking out. So, yeah, when you start tweaking mechanics, then you gotta you gotta be careful where you tread. Right. Yeah. And, and, uh, and like I said, you never, you never know with a mod like that, it, it could have a clash with something that's changing a level list somewhere or, or it might've put it, it, you know, you never know. It might put, uh, something in a chest that, that conflicts with a quest, um, or, you know, a quest that you add, uh, that might just cause a crash somewhere. You, you never know. Um, but it's worth checking it out. Uh, so, um, now I haven't. You guys have. Uh, so Michael, you you played with some of the mods. I noticed that uh, mm-hmm. um, when you add and subtract mods, the, uh, the game reorders the the load order. So it's sort of an automatic load order uh, optimization that's built into the into the game now via Bethesda. It seems so. There are certain ones that you can't move. Um... I know campfires automatically goes to the top and you can't move it. Um, well, yeah, it's probably an ESM. That's yeah, why, everything so. else uh, you can order. Um, but every time you do it, uh, basically you go in and out of the game again and have to reset it. Okay. So you can, can manually you hear me now? Yes, I can hear yeah. you. Right. Yeah, because I was talking up a storm earlier on. You guys can get me. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, bummer. Sorry. Yeah, I didn't. That's right. My fault. <laughs> So Mike, what were you Mike saying? Disconnecting. Uh, it was horrible, horrible stuff about Andrew. Don't worry oh. about it. <laughs> well, that's fine. Um, but yeah, it seems to uh, hey, um, you can uh, change just it. Just because uh, my mic is on mute does not I'm I'm not listening, Colin. <laughs> I'm, I'm on to you, you son of a so and so. All right, bye. Uh, gone but not forgotten. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, now you can uh you can reorder some of it though. Um cuz I I've, I've definitely reordered some of them um based on what they said, you know, where to where to set them and everything, but Okay. Yeah, I was confused by the campfires one at first. I'm like, "Why can't I move that?" cuz I had it I was trying to put it below the unofficial patch. And I'm like and every time I tried to it just bounced back up to the top, but I'm like, "Well, that doesn't seem right." <laughs> But uh, yeah, because it's not showing you the file extension, but yeah, is a master file and has to be at the top. Yep, uh, yes. So yeah. it 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 automatically does it for that. So yeah, um, yeah. Basically, a mod organizer. They all all they all do that uh, automatically. They won't let you uh, drag an ESM down below. <laughs> that is a concern with the console because there is. Uh, at least for Fallout 4, because that's what I, I played Fallout 4 on Xbox One. There is no guidance whatsoever on load order. There's no tools, There's, as far as I know of, uh, hmm. to help you, uh, you know, order your order your load. Um, to help you, you know, figure it out, you're just kind of on your own. And as you showed me the other day, you know, like with the alternate start mods, they should always be at the bottom of your load order. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I never knew that. Yeah. Yeah, that's the advantage of a tool like Loot on on the PC, which will do it for you, of course. So, um, but uh, um, I you see, I thought that that 
the way it looked to me when I was just loading them up and then unloading them today, it, I thought it was doing it for me automatically. I thought there was some sort of load order optimization built into it, but I guess, I guess not. Um, so uh, that's too bad. I, I don't know. I'm going to play with it uh, maybe later tonight. I don't know. I'll see. But uh, um, I mean, I downloaded a bunch of mods and then I immediately disabled them all because I want to you know, start the game vanilla and then, and then see. Um, so explain how, how there's no such, there's no, I mean, as a sort of, you know, uh, uh, recently back to Skyrim on the console, I haven't played it on console for for four years, I think, um, in the, on the Xbox one in particular, um, there's no profiles as such. So if you want to create a new character with different mods, you have to keep notes. Yes. Okay. I think I remember yeah. Andrew saying something about that too. Yeah, I think that's what he was saying about uh Fallout, same thing. You had to uh keep notes. So yeah, you think would they would have learned from that. That's horrible. Yeah, well, or it would just of course, save it, but... Fallout has a slightly different way of of uh of the Fallout four anyway, has a, a different way of, of kind of cataloging saves that's almost like profiles, right? I mean mm-hmm. um that's true, but it doesn't show you when you switch between characters slash profiles. Um, it doesn't change your load order. Right, the mods are still all global, basically. Yeah. So, and it yeah. doesn't show you what you're missing from your from that save. Right. So you could yeah. be, especially if you forget it once, maybe twice, it'll tell you that there's files missing, but it won't tell you what. Yeah. Okay. Uh, which is sort of a good segue into the PC side of thing. I know mo- most people are are coming back to the game probably uh, via consoles right now. Um, so I don't know how much we want to really uh, delve deeply into the PC side of modding, but I know we've had a few questions from from people in the group about about uh, PC modding. Um, so I would say uh, the issues that we were just pointing out about about difficulties between profiles and load orders and, and things like that and mod lists. These are things that that uh, good mod managers on the PC side of things solve. And in particular, um, you know, the mod manager called Mod Organizer, um, which unfortunately uh, will never see the light of day in its uh, <clears throat> in its original form for Skyrim SE. So uh, we'll never get a mod organizer uh, as, as we are all using it now on legacy Skyrim. We'll never get that for SE because they're re- rebuilding the whole thing and blending mod organizer and Nexus mod manager into one sort of into the one ring of, uh, <laughs> of mod or of mod organizers and hopefully it won't have to be uh, thrown into the fires of mount doom because it sucks so badly we'll see um so uh that's the advantage of of a great tool like mod organizer which can you know allow you to build profiles and allow you to see all the saves and what's in the saves and and all the mods that go with each individual profile um so uh it's a great it's a great tool i guess we all use it uh the people, most of the people that, that mod a lot use it. Uh, so I would encourage anybody who's interested in modding to go out and find tutorials about, uh, about mod organizer. Um, so, uh, 
so Kyle, you're not you're not doing much PC modding at all, or, or oh sound? no, I can't I'm still doing I'm tr- doing as much as my uh, my laptop will as allow. My laptop will allow. Yeah, I'm, okay. I'm testing. Um, push it, push it, push it till I can't till it it starts to screams. <laughs> yeah, until it till it the frame rate starts yelling at me, then I back it off. Oh, and, that's right. We talked about that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, yeah. So where what have you uh, what have you played with recently? Uh, played with and and kept and played with and got rid of. Uh, well, not got rid of, but deactivated two different stories. Um, as far as what I've, what I've downloaded and been trying, like I told you, and you gave me suggestions and I've tried them is, uh, I like city overhauls. I like stuff that, you know, adds to the city, gives life to the, the city slash villages or adds game space, uh, for you to interact with NPCs, um, on the, on the game. I I like, I like the the game to feel more populated in in those areas. Not that I, I love the countryside and everything like that, but. I like the populated areas to feel more populated and alive. Unfortunately, um, on a low-end PC slash laptop, that's that that that, that doesn't really jive well. Unless that's the only thing you're modding. Yeah, it can really bog your system down keeping track of all those NPCs. Um, I had that experience recently. <clears throat> I mean, I have a fairly powerful system uh, right now, and uh, I loaded up a whole mess of you know. NPC mods and uh, yeah, it was terrible. <laughs> it was, it was a, it was a giant train wreck. I, I got rid of it. Um, but that's the advantage of, again, of, of using a, a you know, system that allows you to build profiles. Cause then you can just make an experimental one and just play around with it. I, I think, I think a lot of, and this is just sort of a, <clears throat> I guess this is something that, that um, I would, this is advice I would give anybody who's, who's starting to mod. And that is, uh, don't get in, invested in a character unless you're absolutely sure about the the set of mods that you're using. This is uh, something that Colin does that that's very intelligent, and I I cannot bring myself to <laughs> do. And that is to just decide, okay, I'm going to use these mods, and I'm not going to add any more, and I'm going to play the game, and I'm going to enjoy it. Uh, I I just it's just not in my nature to, to do that. <laughs> but um it is it is good advice and uh so uh i would i would encourage people to experiment and play as much as possible you can't break your computer um but do it on a on a profile that you're willing to lose you know uh sure bake stuff into saves you know get rid of mods throw them away take them out but when the thing starts to crash be ready to just dump the whole profile and start over again because that's just that's the way modding works um there's no there is no guarantee even even on a uh you know a very firm loadout as it were uh you get down to level 40 or 50 and you've been playing for a long time and things start to go wrong <laughs> Uh, and there's just nothing you can do about it. Um, and you know, I, I had my, my character Slythe Aaron, who I played with a lot of mods and I very carefully and surgically, uh, added and removed a few mods over the, the course of his, of his existence. Um, and I managed to nurse him up into the fifties. Um, but towards the end there, it was just getting impossible uh, to play, you know, with, with regular crashes and he couldn't go to a couple areas of the map anymore and, and stuff like that. And just, it's just, it's just the way it goes. 
Um, so, uh, and yeah, Colin, can, go ahead. Oh, it's going to say, if you can do like Colin does and, and resist that temptation to, to keep adding as you go, then, then you're pretty safe. If you find a stable, a stable mix. Mm-hmm. Yes. But, but like you, Victor, yeah. I, I, you know, 50, every 15, 20 minutes, I'm like, man, right now I could really go for, you know, X mod or, or this, you know, this mod or that one. Oh man, this would be so much more fun if I steer the story towards this way, which would require this mod. Yep. You know, it, yeah, it just gets to be uh, an addiction. Yeah. So, so what I've done is, is I've, I've created a, in, in mod organizer anyway, I've created a current base build uh, profile and I use that. <clears throat> and I, I played, I played a couple of characters up to around level 10 with just that. So I know that's stable and uh, um, I'll use that as the starting point point for a lot of different, uh, um, uh, you know, characters that I want to, that I want to try out. Um, and, and that, that seems to work pretty well. I'll add and subtract things from it, you know, before I start playing, before I start saving games in it, I can, you know, you can take mods out or add them in and re, you know, just rename the profile. Um, uh, but, uh, so, uh, sorry about my audio in the background. There's, I live on a very busy street. Um, so Nexus mod manager now I believe is, uh, working for Skyrim SE according to, uh, some posts. Um, so, and the latest version, which I think is 0.63 or something like that, uh, does include profiles. So everybody should go use that and play around with, with that. Uh, um, and if they're going to play SE on the PC, that's the mod manager of choice. Um, so, uh, but if you're going to play Legacy Skyrim, go after Mod Organizer for sure. Uh, so what other mods do we want to talk about here? Is there anything on the PC that you find is like, you know, totally. What about, um, without? what about, uh, yeah. What about mods that are not there that are not on the, on the SE? Like I'm really missing immersive hood. Yeah. Just, just, I was just there and I had, I faded out my, uh, was it my hood? Uh, so it's barely visible mm-hmm. and it, it was still annoying because even though it was barely visible, the minute I came across some enemies, um, I could see the the little red dots telling me where exactly where everybody was. I was like, "Oh, well, then this is this makes it easy." Yeah, <laughs> I know who to run away from. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <clears throat> well, I I would think he's going to have one relatively soon because he uh, he created one fairly quickly for a non-script using version of immersive HUD for Fallout 4, right? Yeah, I heard light. Yeah, so I would think if he's got the time, he will he will do that for for SE. So that that's probably going to be coming. Yeah, that's that's a good point. So the other things um that we may or mean I mean, obviously it's going to take a long time. At least I haven't read any articles recently. I, I assume we'll be hearing fairly soon what the people at Silverlock think it's going to take to to do a, uh, an SE version of SKSE. Um, but it could take months before that. I mean, it took, what was it, March or April before uh, Fallout 4 SE came out, right, uh, after, uh, this year? Um, so it could be a while. So, yeah, we're going to be missing a lot of, a lot of cool stuff. Um, I... 
the, you know, you know what I'm, <laughs> I realized, and this has nothing to do with mods, but I realized as I was playing around with, on the consoles uh, this morning that I miss my wider field of view uh, that I can set in the INI files on the PC. Uh, Cause the default field of view is about 75, I think for the game and there's no slider. Uh, and I'm used to playing at around 85 or 90. Um, and I know some people feel that you get the, sort of the parallax error with that and it looks kind of crappy, but I, I like to be able to see, I like that peripheral vision it gives me. Um, you like looking at your own ears. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, uh, and I also wonder if we're going to see some of these, uh, immersive first person mods for the console. Um, I don't know how much they need. They require scripting. Mm, I don't like them. They make my, uh, your head jiggle. The head jiggle is, yeah, it's a little annoying. Uh, the, the, the newer, there's a new one uh, uh, that doesn't do that, but uh, so you don't get the bounce, <clears throat> but you do see, you do have a first person view when you're riding on a horse and that's a little jarring at first seeing the horse's head bob, bob up and down. That's a little annoying. Um, um, and getting on and off the horse is a little jarring. Some people love it. I, I used it for a while and I stopped using it. Uh, but you don't get the head bob when you're running so much anymore. Um, I think somebody figured out a way around that. Um, so uh, there so, is. Oh, God. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead, please. Oh, uh, there is, as far as uh, transitioning legacy mods to special edition. Uh, I was in a chat last night with a few of the mod authors and um, they were, they were a little, I don't say upset, but a little frustrated that a lot of the tools they use to create their mods initially, Mm -hmm. um, they don't work with the SC or with the the new CK with the new creation kit, which Hmm. isn't even, which isn't even public yet. So once that goes public, you are going to see, we're going to see an influx, Bethesda net, it's going to get bigger. You know, there's going to be more right. mods, PS4 mods, Xbox One mods, and just regular PC mods on Bethesda net. Yeah. But um, a hang up they're having right now is that especially ones that do NPCs and also um, locations and stuff it is a lot of the tools they use to make these mods don't work with the SC. So um, like I was asking uh, the mod author, the, the Skyrim mod that I'm in, um, Anna Anna Castiglione, um, for Anna Anna NPCs. I, I was asking her last night to to talk about this specific subject here, if she was going to port over to the ESC and also to um, Bethesda Net, so you know for the console players. And she said, yeah, you know, she was all for it. But then when she started trying to do it, she got on there was asking Eleanor, you know, why why is this not working? Why, you know, and uh. And that they were telling her that, you know, a lot of the, not a lot, but a, a few of the tools that are used to make, make those kind of, of uh, transitions aren't working. They're just not set up to work. Like uh, which tools, like NIFScope and stuff? NIFScope. Uh, and then there was like some kind of NIFScan something. Oh, okay. right. um, they said this, uh, some of the mapping was having problems. I don't know if that meant the, um, the mapping, um, like, Location mapping, you know, they have to map out where NPCs can walk and everything. Right. I thought um, that was just creation kit, but but I, I don't know, maybe not. Yeah, but they said a lot of this isn't working in the in the creation kit. Um, so 
if the tools aren't working for them just yet, it may be a while till we see some of the mods. Uh, and Eleonora said specifically, she's like, that's why I'm, that's why my name doesn't say Eleonora uploaded 50, you know, 50 mods to, uh, to Bethesda net or to uh, the Nexus for the SC right now, because she's like, I, I don't, I don't have the time to go back and do you know, those specific functions for each mod right now. Yeah. So she yeah. says, I might put, I'll, I'll put a couple on there for right now, which she did put one of her player homes. Um, but, but, you know, until that, until those tools get up to date, you know, that a lot of the authors are kind of, kind of stuck um, where they're yes. at, depending on which tools they use to accomplish your mod. Yeah. Well, I guess everybody needs to be patient and let them do their things, you know, as soon as they can. That's, uh, and after all, you know, there's, there's, <laughs> there's almost 50,000 mods on the Nexus for legacy Skyrim. So it's hardly like we're sitting around with our thumbs up our butts, not able to do anything. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, but that's unfortunate. I didn't, I didn't realize that NIF scope wasn't working. Um, I know that X edit, uh, appeared on the Nexus SC page yesterday, as, as did Rybash, or it was yesterday or the day before. So both those are now available for people who, uh, you know, use mods. Um, so you can now create bashed patches for SC load orders um, and stuff. So that's good. Um, yeah, yeah. Some... Uh, but uh, <clears throat> there isn't a whole lot that you need a bashed patch for yet, uh, but, uh, but it's there, it's available. Um, and I assume the X edit that's up there is, has all the same functionality that TS five edit does, uh, for making merged patches and stuff. Uh, so, uh, so that's and up there too. Cleaning the files and cleaning the, yes. Yeah. The, the, uh, well, I don't know. Again, see, now there's a good question. I, that I haven't, uh, even, I didn't even think about until you just mentioned it. And that is, um, I would assume that we still have the same uh, dirty edits in the original, you know, uh, DLC files and the original update.esm from Bethesda <clears throat> that may or may not still cause the same problems that they did with legacy Skyrim. So, so I'm, I'm not going to try cleaning those with, <laughs> I'm not going to try cleaning the, uh, the SE versions of those files just yet <laughs> but see i thought i thought the unofficial patches took care of them no no the unofficial patches fix uh bugs but they don't take care of dirty edits and uh identical to master f- uh files or whatever you call them the entries <clears throat> in in the original esms so the presumption is if you're going to have a, a a stable modded game that you're going to you know practice good uh, good modding, uh, and the, one of the first things you do for that is to clean your master files. Um, and there's plenty of great uh, um, tutorials out there. Of course, the greatest of which is is Gophers, and it's still valid today. Um, and it was made back in I don't know 2013 or something, maybe. Um, so that's something that people should go and look at and, and learn how to do. However, I don't know if it's, if it's something that anybody should be doing with, with, with SC right now. Uh, that's not something I can even address, uh, but it's something we should look into because uh, it's important. Uh, 
and and believe me, uh, <clears throat> since you know, if you follow, uh, it's really a simple process. So if you follow Gopher's instructions to the letter, um, it, you can't you can't break the game. But now we're talking again with legacy with legacy Skyrim. Uh, and the worst thing that's going to happen is, I mean, you, you know, obviously always back up things and save your files and, and make backups of everything first and try it. What's the worst thing that can happen? Well, you might lose a couple of saves and you might have to re-download the game. That's not the end of the world, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Um, but uh, but if you yeah, if you want a really stable modded game, that's that's the place you start is clean clean your master files. Um, so. Uh, that's uh that's modding lesson number one unfortunately everybody's scared of doing it too <laughs> yep me included me included. <laughs> yeah well don't my... don't really don't be i mean it's it's like i said watch the go it's a, like a 20 minute tutorial maybe uh watch it a couple times just to get comfortable with with uh <clears throat> with uh the process watching somebody do it um i mean i watch the the, the thing every time i do it just so that i don't miss a step you know yeah um, and, uh, and really once it's done, uh, you'll never have to do it again, unless you have to go onto steam and, uh, what do they call that? Um, com- verify. yeah, thank you. Verify your game cache. Then it'll, it, it will detect that there's something, uh, slightly different about those files and it'll redownload them. And then you'll have to remember to do that again, uh, to clean them. Um, but uh, Gopher talks about that in, in the tutorial too. Uh, and uh uh no you can't you know you're, you're not going to break you're not going to break again. i mean the first time i did it <laughs> i i made an i made a complete copy of the entire skyrim directory <laughs> uh just in case uh i didn't have that many mods then i mean now i have like you know I don't know, 150 gigabytes of mods, I think, or something. Um, but uh, <laughs> I, I, I made. He has six games in one. <laughs> <laughs> well, as I'm looking at Mod Organizer right now, and there are, uh, if I if I uh, uncheck everything here, um, I have uh, yes, 598 uh, mods in the left pane. <clears throat> but out of 50,000, that's not that much, you know. Uh, relatively so, speaking, relatively guess you better speaking. get cracking then, huh? Yeah, I guess I better get that. Yeah, I need a two terabyte hard drive. Um, so, uh, well, I don't know if that's uh, that's that's a lot of mod talk for tonight. Uh, if we've got uh, anybody else got anything to say about new mods, old mods, uh, console mods? Uh, console wise, uh, I I definitely would recommend the Forgotten City one. I know we had talked about it earlier, but um, it, it's a really it's a different kind of quest line than anything you'll get in the game generally. It Didn't actually won an award. Yes, it has yes. to say it actually For writing, won him right? an award. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's really well done, and it it's not something that comes out the same every time. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know that. Uh, it all depends on how you do it. It can end really quickly on you. <laughs> 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 so. Uh, just be aware of that, um, or you know, you can kind of play through it a little more and understand Did a little more. Did you push the button, Michael? What's that? Yeah. Did yes. you push the button? Of course. You push the button, baby. Of course. <laughs> End it all. Uh, yeah, he was in uh, that guy. The mod author was actually in um, 
our Skyrimatic group on yes, uh, yes. for a while. Yep. Although he although he isn't now because I tried to post up about the about his award thing on there and uh he doesn't tag in it anymore. Oh, okay. Yeah. But I did did post it up elsewhere. Yeah, no, it was a real I enjoyed it a lot. I'm, I'll definitely play through it again. Uh and there's some good stories in within the the uh little quest line itself. So it, it's pretty interesting. It, it's completely separate from, you know, like a separate area from the game, like like many of them. But um, I, I would definitely recommend that since it's popped up there. PS4 cool. users, Fendrick's Mad, is it Fendrick's Magic? Fendrick's, mm-hmm. um, the the magic, the one that adds magic spells to, uh, yeah, to I guess they added to leveled lists, um. Yeah, that that's uh, I've used that one before. I think they took out they took out I think five of the spells to get it to go into PS4 or to make it acceptable. And I think hmm. they probably also took out the vendor. There was they used to have vendors uh, that were in uh, White Run and and whatnot. But um, yeah, Fendrix Magic is good. Adds 350 plus uh, spells to the game. That's also for Xbox One guys and. Uh, yeah, also, uh, as you mentioned earlier, Victor, uh, Apocalypse, Apocalypse Magic uh, goes right, right with Fendrix. That's only for, you only find that on Xbox and PC. I think there's some, uh, well, obviously there's something in there that uh, Sony doesn't jive with. Yeah, I can't, I wonder what it is, because uh, uh, his mods are, seem to be uh, simple and elegant. You would think that... Uh, well, even with, even with Fendrix, I think they took out Teleportation... Uh, I forget. I, I did see the list of the ones he took out to get it to go in there, but yeah, he, he, even a few just as simple as that. Um, yeah, I wouldn't know. Oh, uh, maybe Apocalypse was the one. One of those spell packs, either Midas, uh, Fendrix, or Apocalypse has uh, shape shifting um, mods, which may may uh, may not make the cut because you actually uh, okay. remember you, you could transform into. Whatever that was, a giant, uh, you know, whatever the spell may be, a giant, a spider, and, and whatnot. I don't. That might have some extra coding in it that that might not make it. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, um, I'm looking. One, for, no, go ahead. Sorry. Okay, one of my favorite. I don't know if it's going to make it or not, but one of my favorite um, quest mods is called uh, I think it's Wrath of Nature. Hmm. Oh yeah, I like that. That's good. It, yeah, that's and and that lets you by the end of it, you're able to transform into. Um, as a power, you're able to transform into you know d- the different animal spirits. Right. That's uh, we were talking about that earlier because uh, I think it was Andrew pulled uh, druid as his class. Oh. Uh, and so that's and that's a that's a druid based mod basically. Uh, mm-hmm. So uh, yeah. yeah. Um, but it's but you, it's not available on the console though. So that yeah. one and there's another <laughs> druid one I would keep an eye out for is a uh, druid essentials. That's a, that's a that's a fantastic mod altogether, even to have. Yeah, the only thing I didn't like about that one was the the sort of the tree house it, it added. I didn't really like those. I thought they were kind of. Yeah, I don't. I didn't use that house, that player home, because it's it's more of a burden than anything. Yeah, yeah, it's way over by the by Carth. It's near Windhelm, near Carthwaite or something, uh, isn't it? Somewhere. Over yeah, there. between Windhelm and Riften. Yeah, yeah, Riften, yeah. Oh, okay. Right now, I'm I'm looking at a. We're trying to find a mod that I found on on the Xbox this morning, and I can't find it on Bethesda.net here. Um, it was a crafting mod. Hmm. 
Um, where'd it go? Oh, whoa, immersive poop. Nice. <laughs> uh, are there any mods to break down items yet? Well, that's what I was looking for because yeah. there is a mod that I that I loaded on on the Xbox. I'm just like being a moron and, and not seeing it. Um, that does. Oh, the the. Now, is that the Metallica? Ars Metallica? That's it. Yes, thank you. Ars Metallica. Where where is it on on oh, here now? I thought I had ah. seen it earlier. Yeah. Yeah, I saw it earlier. It I, don't, I don't know where it's at now. It's on yeah, the last it page. Does, is it's it last third page? page? Third page, middle. Um, you have a picture of uh, Adrian Avanici on it, next to the horns with a halo around it. It's like uh, third, <laughs> Yes, that was the answer to one of the questions. I forget. Was it Juan who couldn't get that one? <laughs> yeah, he got our first name, but he couldn't. There is it. There is this. Yeah, Ars Metallica. Yeah, that sort of uh, adds some of the uh, simple versions of of what uh, mods like uh, Complete Crafting Overhaul Remade do, and, and allows you to uh, gain experience at at the tanning rack and and break down things at the smelter. Uh, I'm like going to have to grab that. Okay. Yeah. It's really, it's, that's kind of, to me, that sort of thing is essential stuff that, that should have been in the, in the yeah. game from the get go. I agree. Yeah. Hi Lee. Um, Lee. Yeah. That, that is, that ah, is, should Lee. be, should have been there from the beginning. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Benjamin. Welcome, sir. Hello. Hello. Uh, so, yeah, so yeah, absolutely. Ars, Ars Metallica, um, excellent. Uh, I'm I'm really looking forward to having that, having that in. The, I'm going to be adding that in then. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, uh, maybe I'll stop my game and add it in. Spoiler: I've been playing the whole time. <laughs> no, really. <laughs> I never would have no. guessed. Yeah, no, oh, it's, Ar- it's Arthmore. No wonder. Okay, it's it's. I didn't realize it was an Arthmore mod. The same guy who does Alt Start and the. Yeah, there was only select uh, select mod authors that that received the the beta keys. Right, I'm surprised that um, there wasn't more. Yeah, so it's surprising. It, like Gopher hasn't didn't get one. Yeah, Gopher and and a couple like uh, Cryptopeer and and uh, a couple of the other ones that are, are really prolific um, modders. But hey, whatever you know. Um, uh, well, I mean, Arthmore has been you know he's he's not just a modder. He's been around and he's you know the unofficial patch guy and he's all kinds of uh involved in the whole scene from top Wait. to bottom so i'm waiting for hoth trooper to bring his uh his weapons and armor yeah craziness to to consoles that'll that'll really help the console folk yeah well now that what uh xbox has what five gigs available for uh for the for skyrim, skyrim. that's yep. a possibility we might get immersive uh armors at least he might you know offer it you know slightly um reduced version of it because it is almost a gig by itself um i think it's like 880 i would prefer to see cabal's uh retextures before i'd see uh yeah they're pretty awesome i those are standard and just about everything i all my all my load orders uh for anybody who doesn't know the cabal stuff is called a midian born um anything that says immediate born in front of it. And yeah, those are all textures. There's no ESPs. So they're easy to load and load and unload. Um, I know so. he hasn't updated any of them in quite a long while. So no, 
Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> and as far as the new, I gather, and this maybe this has to do with NIFScope uh, and and the issues that they're having. I think there's something to do with meshes. I, I heard or read somewhere, uh, like for instance, uh, SMIM, the static mesh improvement mod, isn't going to be coming to SE anytime soon um, because of because of that. So, um, I I could have swore I saw somebody say they got got SMIM to work on se oh okay well actually you know but there's it's missing something okay well maybe that's that maybe it'll, it'll work after a fashion but not fully uh what's her name over at the skyrim mods uh the skyrim nexus mods facebook group there Mel- melissa i think <clears throat> she posted earlier today that she got the enhanced vanilla trees to work in oh, SE. good so that's that's encouraging um so and I, I I've mentioned this a bunch of times, Michael. Uh, I think, uh, but enhanced vanilla trees has it all over simply bigger trees. So, oh, really? Awesome. Oh, yeah, awesome. totally. Uh, check it out. Uh, it takes a little bit more uh, care to load. Uh, make sure you load it bef- before this and after that in mm-hmm. Mod Organizer. But it, I think it tells you everything you need to know on the web page. Ah, okay. Um, I'll have to but, check that out. Uh, yeah, it's 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 a uh, it's great. <laughs> it really is. Mm-hmm really is good and it's being consistently updated too um what i'm not seeing is a dragon mod no you're right no i didn't see a full drag like it yeah like the <laughs> there's the parthenox uh dilemma yeah mod. there's parthenox um, dilemmas on there the which is hated by uh go he hates that mod really why what's his reason for hating it uh, because uh, it doesn't let you. Uh, basically, you have to lie to the blades to be able to continue. Because what you do is they ask you to go and kill Parthenex, and the way to get around it is that you have to have your character lie to Delphine and uh, Bingy saying that you actually did kill him. Whereas he was saying, "Well, no, my character doesn't want to fucking lie to them. He's just going to turn around." And- blankly say to him no i'm not going to kill him you're going to shut your mouth and you're going to do what i tell you to do because <laughs> i'm the dragonborn and uh yeah i'm the dragonborn and you're just a blade you do what i tell you to do this is my temple this is a dragonborn temple get out yeah yeah fair that's point. what he was hoping it was going to be but no it just it's just a, a bit of tiny bit of dialogue and then it comes up with lie lie to Delphine saying that you did kill Parthenax when you actually didn't and then it just continues so you can do the blades dialogue. Huh. Well maybe there's maybe there's a good reason why it's impossible to to take it any other make it any other way without mm-hmm. restructuring the entire game. I don't know. I guess he's right. Ooh. Yeah. Bandanas of Skyrim. <laughs> yeah. Oh that's great. I'm gonna get that one for sure. <laughs> Is there anything like um immersive armors or anything like that uh, yeah that's what we were just talking about not not yet that we know of there are armor mods right Uh, there i haven't looked at any of them but there um cool um, beehives yeah what's railroad is that a haircut one or (laughs) (laughs) no it adds beehives all over the place because obviously since there's like a ton of mead yep there's like three beehives in the whole game (laughs) right yeah yeah Uh, in the vanilla game (laughs) you have to like search them out like uh 
was going to that cave on the just on the west side of the mountain. Honey Strand. <laughs> they just keep going back to that cave over and over again. Yeah. Earth, Wind, and Fire, the mod. <laughs> <laughs> just pouring music behind your game, right? Yeah. Well, at the rate they're popping up, I think we'll, I'm sure we'll see you know more and more. Um, oh yeah, especially once the kit, kit goes public and and the, the the smaller authors are allowed to start making. Yeah. With a bigger fan base now. Yeah. Did you get a feeling from the the guys you were talking to last night about when they think the creation kit's going to come? Is it going to be a lot faster than it was for Fallout Four? Um. By the way, they were talking. They were hope a couple weeks. Oh wow. Okay. So, but that that's just. Um, that was just them talking because Eleanor got the kit. Uh, I don't think I don't think Chris even got a kit. Hmm. I forget. Maybe he did. I know Anna didn't. Anna was waiting. She she uh, actually mes- messaged them uh, to try to get a key, but mm-hmm. she only has. I think she only has uh, that one mod. Maybe another one. So I don't think they're really as concerned with the smaller authors as they are, you know, the big stuff, Chesco right. and and all them. So I assume he's planning on coming out with some version of interesting NPCs, he's, he's, right? He's trying to hack them down. Yeah. Uh, he was saying that that thankfully a lot of his stuff is vanilla, that he doesn't have to worry about as much of the um, as much of the, the the problems that people are having compiling, you know, like uh, texture mods and, and uh, mesh change mods and, and stuff. Um, right. He doesn't have to worry about it as much. But, he doesn't um, have to worry about the audio files and stuff like that, right? So Yeah, he's going to have to cut... That, that's a huge, huge mod. He's going to have to figure yeah. out how to cut it. Yeah, it's like 2.3 gig, I think, right? It's too big for to download automatically on the Nexus even. So, yeah. I don't know how he's going to do that. <laughs> and he's, still, he's working on a, another quest line or another, yeah, another quest. Oh, for to add into interesting NPCs? Yep. He wanted wow. to get it in for the anniversary, but I, I think once he figured out that that wasn't even possible, that he just kind of slowing down and yeah. trying to figure this out first before adding yeah. more. Yeah, it's uh, it's so integrated. Yeah, that must be wow. What a Herculean task trying to whittle it down. I can't find anything on the static mesh improvement. I, I'm I was pretty sure I saw it somewhere, but I'm not seeing it in this chat. So I may yeah. be wrong on that. Yeah. Well, we'll see. That'll it'll come in time. Um, but uh, actually, no, that was a bro. That was a I think it was a bro jewel video. His video that came out today. Maybe that's where I saw that. Something oh, I haven't watched that yet. Okay. Yeah, something to do with that. It was it was kind of a you know state here's what's going on right now. Yeah, yeah. state of the state of the Skyrim messy video. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right, guys. Well, I think we can call that an episode uh, or whatever, or a mod talk or <laughs> yeah, whatever. We call want. whatever we want. Yeah. Thanks for listening to this episode of A Skyrim Addict. You can find all of our contact information, YouTube channel information, as well as other shows over at asapodcasting.com, including our newest show, The Fallout Feed. Special thanks to Claire Lafar for the show's artwork. You can find her stuff at etsy.com slash myafireprints, M-A-I-A-F-I-R-E-P-R-I-N-T-S. And a thank you to Dan Bull for the use of his music in the roundtable open and close. You can find him on YouTube or iTunes. Just search Dan Bull. Once again, thanks for listening, and uh, later, everyone.